0: Hunting is a complicated profession. Don't you agree?
1: Hello and welcome to episode 148 of Twin Sons Transmission, and we are going to be talking all about D23. I know it's a couple weeks after the event, but we're very excited about it. We just heard the Mandalorian trailer play at the beginning of this episode, and Jesse, my co-host here, I am so excited about the Mandalorian coming up.
0: I am too. This trailer, it just gets me more and more pumped. I just can't believe how much we're getting within this next year. It's going to be insane.
1: Yeah. And the music to me was one thing that like really stood out in both this and uh, what we got from episode nine. And um, I don't know, like I, Star Wars has been making me like so emotional for years, (laughs) but now it's, it seems to be just amplified. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's so weird getting everything all at once but let's talk about the mandalorian a little bit so we got to see a little bit at celebration but now we're getting a little bit more so the the series to me seems to have a little bit more of like a an adult tone you know like a darker tone to it definitely Um, which i think is a good thing i don't know how you feel about that but Like, we're coming from Resistance, which is clearly directed towards younger audiences. And now we're getting the Mandalorian, and in this trailer, like, some dude, like, gets cut in half by a door. You know? (laughs) Right. Like...
0: (laughs) Every TV series, pretty much, has been, for Star Wars at least, has been made with kids in mind first. I mean, Star Wars in general, I feel like, is kind of made with um, a younger audience in mind, even though we as full-to-grown adults continue to enjoy it and will forever, so. um, But this, I feel like, is 100% targeted for the adult television watcher. Like, also, obviously, the adult Star Wars fan, but they keep saying over and over again, like, hey, if you want to jump into Star Wars now, like, you could do it right here, where this is a perfect series where you could just jump in, not knowing anything, and enjoy it. So I definitely feel like this is going to be a very adult Star Wars. Probably not rated R or anything crazy right. like that. Yeah. Probably can still have your kid. Maybe you might just close their eyes a couple times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I mean, right off the bat with this trailer, like, one of the first things that we see is Stormtrooper helmets on spikes. You know, and. With, I think... like,
0: blood coming out <laughs> of, like, the cracks.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think this immediately. I mean, Jon Favreau is, is telling us right now, like, this is going to be a, a gritty, rough show. And I think that's great because that's how fans view Mandalorians, right? Mm-hmm. They view them as, like, these ruthless warriors. And literally the the name of the show is The Mandalorian. And so I think we're going to get a lot of that. We get to see a lot of familiar things in this trailer, and I feel like that's not something that we typically have gotten recently when it comes to new Star Wars. So some of the familiar things are going to be like, you know, Stormtrooper helmets, the Death Troopers, the Empire. But we also get to see some people frozen in carbonite. Uh, we also get to see Sullustans. We get to see Twi'leks. Uh, we get to see quorin And these are just alien species that we've seen before in Star Wars and typically like with the sequel trilogy we're getting a lot of new aliens we're getting a lot of new species and things that we haven't seen before so even though this takes place I believe it's five years after Return of the Jedi we're still getting some similar characters and similar species that we're familiar with so I think that's really cool and I'm excited to see about that Um, one thing I wanted to tell you too Jesse is that I'm going to make a prediction right now and we'll get to a couple more predictions, but I'm going to say here in September, a couple months prior to the show releasing, I think that they're going to be on Ryloth. I think we're going to get Ryloth because we get the Blurgs, okay. which are the species, okay. uh, the creatures that the Twi'leks ride on. Like if if you remember Cham Syndulla and Numa in Rebels, yeah. they're riding Blurgs. We get Mm -hmm. to see them in Clone Wars as well. And we get to see a Sullustin riding a Blurg in the trailer. I think we're going to go to Ryloth in The Mandalorian.
0: That would be really awesome. Especially with... um, I can't think of her real name, but it's Tonks. Um,
1: Natalia Tenna.
0: (laughs) Yes, thank you. Um, She's definitely that purple Twi'lek that we get to see there um, in the trailer. So that would be cool. I really hope she's a main character that has a lot of speaking parts so going to ryloth i think that would put her hopefully pretty front and center in those because i absolutely adore her
1: yeah i hope she has a main role too and just her part in the in the trailer is so iconic like she she does that wink just as there's like a bang in the music
0: yeah and it's It's, like, so Tonks, too. Like, (laughs) I always, whenever I look at her, I just see her as Tonks. Um, So that just, to me, just made me super, super happy to see that.
1: Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about what else we saw in the trailer. It was confirmed, like, months ago that IG-88 was going to be in The Mandalorian. And since then, I mean, we've seen a little bit of footage, and I feel like a lot of people think it's IG-88. However... On the back of the Funko Pop for The Mandalorian, that was an exclusive advanced release for D23, the IG unit on the back is IG 11. And we've seen IG 11 sort of walk around. I'm assuming it's IG 11 with The Mandalorian. So what does this mean? No more IG 88?
0: Yeah, I don't think so. I think on one of the. I think it was in the Star Wars show episode where they interviewed a bunch of the cast. I think they introduced the actor and definitely confirmed that that is all IG-11.
1: Right, so the confirmations from before were just incorrect that you know we've seen this IG unit. I guess it's possible that IG-88 could still be in it, even though True. it's not that droid, I don't know. But um, I think it, it was cool to see IG-11 on there. Couple other things I wanna predict right now, just based off the trailer, I think we're going to see Lamu, which is the planet at the beginning of Rogue One, where Lyra dies. That's the planet where Krennic comes and comes to kind of get Galen to come back. I think we're going to see that planet. I also think we're going to get Batuu in this.
0: Ooh. Yeah. I kind of got those Lamu vibes. I don't know if it was the Death Troopers... You know, um, but that scene where there's a woman I can't think of that new character's name. I'm pretty sure she are we already know her name, but she's holding on to that like young girl and they're like kinda waist deep in like yep. a pool of water. That was what was yep. giving me the Lamu vibes. So I don't know if that's the scene you're talking about. Yep. But yeah, what makes you think that too?
1: Just some of the architecture. I don't think it's necessarily exactly what we see, like in person at Galaxy's Edge or anything like that. But some of the architecture, um, the emphasis that that too has been getting lately, not only with the books in the park, but they wanna they wanna make sure that all the fans are aware that you know this is something that is part of Star Wars canon. So you know we, we've talked a lot about. The unknown regions and the edge of wild space and things like that with you know some of the book club discussions that we've had lately and so just you know it, it's it's somewhat of a outlandish prediction but i think just based off of what we've seen architecturally in the trailer i'm just gonna predict that right now that's who we're gonna get it
0: yeah i yeah. that would be really cool it's definitely in the realm so you don't think Tatooine at all Because I know that every time I see a desert planet, it doesn't need to be Tatooine, but the poster is like out of control Tatooine vibes. We've got like a sand crawler in the background, moisture evaporators, and what looks like twin suns. So (laughs) yeah, one of the suns is kind of behind the clouds, but I just can't get over that looks like Tatooine to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think we could go to Tatooine. I think this one, it's very clear, like we talked about earlier in the show. I think it's very clear that they want to bring back things that that fans know. Not introducing us to necessarily all these new things, which I'm sure we'll get a bunch of new things in this, but I think they want to bring it back to things that we're familiar with already. So I think we'll get maybe Tatooine. I don't know. Here's one question I had for you. They've given us the names of nearly everybody. We know Cara Dune, we know IG-11, we know um, Carl Weathers' character's name. I can't remember what it is right now, but we've gotten a lot of the names of these characters. The Mandalorian, we know the actor who's behind the mask, but we don't know his actual character's name. And to me, that means the name will mean something to us, which is why they're kind of keeping it hidden. Um, Or at least that's part of the plot, that character's name. What do you think about that? Do you think he's like part of the FET line? Do you think he's... Why do you think they're doing that?
0: Part of the FET line is something I never really considered. That would be pretty darn cool, though. Yeah. Um, I think my initial reaction to that was that he's just a very super incognito bounty hunter that doesn't want anyone to know who he is at all. From things that I think we've heard uh, Pedro Pascal say is that he has his helmet on most of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a character that is mostly going to be expressed through body gestures and language, um, kind of like droids, uh, because you're not going to see his face very often. So I was kind of just going along with the idea that he just really wants to be incognito. But, but yeah, I, it would be really cool. I bet you we wouldn't find it out until, like, a season or maybe two. Right. in. But that would be really cool if he has some kind of relation to somebody we already know. That'd be pretty awesome. Although they are trying so hard to make it so that uh, brand new fans could watch it without being confused. So... He could also just be super incognito.
1: Yeah. Maybe he's no one. You know? Like
0: Ray. <laughs> yeah. Maybe.
1: <laughs> what do you think of the carbonite?
0: I thought it was awesome. Especially because just in the very last couple of times that I've rewatched the trailer, I noticed that next to all of the different, you know, people frozen in carbonite is the Mandalorian, like, he's walking away mm-hmm. in, the like, the left edge. And I didn't see him at first, so it's, like... It kind of makes it feel like those are, like, all his, like, bounties all just, like, right. like lined up and getting shipped off together.
1: <laughs> right. That's what I was thinking, too, because at that same time, it, it's it's the the audio of the one dude saying, bounty hunting is a complicated profession, don't you agree? And, like, they show in the middle of that, like... Or at least it's around the same time where they show the, the people frozen in carbonate. So you know, I would agree. I think those are probably the bounties that he's been hired to collect on And
0: maybe that means that he doesn't really think it's necessarily that complicated. He's got yeah. it covered. I think he's gonna
1: be <laughs> exceptional at his at his job. Um and and I don't think he's going to be the type of character that really cares about taking someone alive or dead. If given the opportunity, he's going to take them out. I mean, we just saw with the, uh, with sort of like his his um, grappling hook almost, or like his line that he shot out at that dude, and then shot the door, and right. you know just cut that dude in half. I'm assuming that dude is pretty much dead like <laughs> I yeah. mean he's he's going to get cut in half it looks like. So, I don't think he's really going to care. I think he's going to be ruthless. I think he's going to be exciting and I think he's going to be mysterious and that's what people loved about Boba Fett. That's what people love about the Mandalorians. So, I think this is going to be a fantastic show.
0: I completely agree. So, I don't know the character's name. Or if we even know his name yet, but it is the character played by, and I hope I don't butcher his, the actor's name, but Giancarlo Esposito. His character, he's like the guy that's got Death Troopers behind him on one side, Storm Troopers behind him on the other side. and he's kind of seems like he might be in a mostly Imperial um, uniform. He has like a cape and everything so this is supposed to be after the fall of the empire my question to you is do you think that like this guy this character is like trying to hold on to the empire and like hold it all together or do you think like now there's probably just like little factions of like imperial groups and imperial like leaders basically who are just trying to like be out there living
1: yeah i think the (laughs) empire is huge you know i mean we've seen their reign of terror over the period of years and i think they have very dedicated very passionate followers and so i think this could go along with maybe not necessarily like batu for instance but there will be planets that are not frequently visited that will have kept their imperial presence. And I think that's why we see Death Troopers. I think that's why we still have Stormtroopers. And maybe this guy is sort of their leader and is still trying to bring forth his own version of order. So I think, yeah, I think there are still factions out there, members of the Empire, that still believe that without the Death Star too, without Vader, without Palpatine, they can still keep the Empire going. And um, we saw that a little bit, like, with the Separatists. We still had, like, Kalani, I think was his name, um, Mm -hmm. with the battle droids and stuff in the episode The Last Battle in Rebels. So clearly the Clone Wars were over, but, you know, there were still battle droids and destroyer droids and things like that that we saw in Rebels. So I think, you know, there's... Going to be some small groups of dedicated followers that will still exist, and so I think that's what we're seeing in the trailer.
0: Yeah, I agree. I kind of, I'm really stoked to see how all of these people. You know, I kind of wonder if he's like, in as an imperial officer in the Empire, when all your superior officers are gone, like, do you just like? all of a sudden think yourself the emperor now like you know are there people all about just being like well the emperor position is like up for grabs so let me just try to get my way in there I'll keep the empire going I'll take his position I can you know get it done so I kind of wonder if there's people who are just coming in and trying to be you know king of the castle at this point is yeah a prediction of mine
1: I also think that Depending on where that planet is, you know, it's possible that they may not know everything that's happened. Because this is only a few years after Return of the Jedi. You yeah. know? So, I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. Any final thoughts on the Mandalorian trailer?
0: I'm just super stoked. I'm really excited for the all-adult super gritty, super just looks badass um, Star Wars show. That is something that I think if I sat my husband down and he's someone who will sit and watch these things with me, but he doesn't necessarily love them like we love them. I think this is something that I could get him into and make him and he would be easily excited for the next episode. So I'm kind of excited to to see if i can wrangle him in with the mandalorian
1: (laughs) yeah i agree i think that's going to be something that he might want to watch and i feel like a lot of people are that way too you know if star wars may not be your thing but this seems very much like it's going to be a good show whether or not you're a big fan or not
0: right
1: yeah so we got some more info from d23 not just with the mandalorian but all star wars so what else did we get
0: so it was announced that the Clone Wars season seven will premiere in February of 2020 on Disney Plus, which will be home to all of the Star Wars saga. And I hope they get the past few, um, the you know, old Clone Wars seasons on there with enough time for us to re-watch if you were just relying on Netflix all these years and get ready for season seven. And we also had a new image released of obviously Ahsoka centered in the middle of it with her two new blue lightsabers given to her by Anakin with Maul in the forefront. Um, and they're kind of in a standoff looking like they're about to fight. And I couldn't be more excited for more Clone Wars continuing.
1: Okay, guys, think about this. It's September right now. October, we have not only Force Friday, which is going to be on Friday, October 4th, but then we have the beginning of Resistance, Season 2, on October 6th, okay? We'll get more Resistance every week. November, all right? November comes around. Not only do we have the release of the Jedi Fallen Order video game, which I think is going to be a huge part of star wars lore i mean you might think it's just going to be a video game i disagree i think it's going to have so much story in this if you think about triple force friday we're going to be getting that's that's the triple episode nine the mandalorian and then jedi fallen order like, we are getting so much content with this game and with these characters. Cal Kestis, BD1, Second Sister, we get Saga Rara. they're looking for Tarful. they're on Kashyyyk. Like, I think they're on Kashyyyk, yeah. We're getting so much from this game for Force Friday, and, and I think it's going to be huge. So, November we have Jedi Fallen Order, we also get the Mandalorian and then come december i think everyone knows what we get then episode 9 that's going to be huge for all of us that's december 20th so i'm sure you know we'll see the movie a few times between december january sort of like over those over that month and then come february bam clone war season 7 like this This is the golden time, everyone. Like, we are right there. Like, we are getting so much content so fast that I think we're just going to be on, like, Star Wars overload for a while. And, like, not in a bad way. Like, everything's going to be different, you know? We get movies, games, merchandise, animated shows, regular shows. Like, I think it's going to be cool.
0: And then a few months after that, just to... To top everything off, I mean what when is um, celebration? It's pretty early in the year next year, right?
1: It's August, so like summer. Oh, it's
0: August. At the end of summer. Never mind. I thought it was earlier in the year. I was but gonna it's say will be even I more mean, things announced. Yeah. But but yeah, it's it's mind blowing, honestly.
1: Yeah. And I, I'm very excited. We just went through sort of leading up to, you know, the rise of Skywalker. We're kind of watching everything. So we just finished Clone Wars not that long ago and um, everything that, that we've seen so far for Season 7, including working on your helmet, which I need to paint now that it's getting cooler out. Yeah. I, have, uh, I can paint it. So, yeah.
0: It looks awesome already. I'm so stoked.
1: That's pretty exciting. So, Clone Wars, yes, February. We also got a massive announcement that uh, had been rumors for a while. We finally get a Lucasfilm confirmation obi-wan kenobi is going to be a disney plus miniseries and ewan mcgregor is coming back to reprise his role as obi-wan kenobi so that's very exciting i i cannot get over watching that clip of (laughs) kathleen kennedy asking ewan mcgregor if he'll if he'll come back and play obi-wan again and him being like yes and then all the fans just like explode it's awesome
0: I can't imagine being in that room. Yeah, getting to finally hear after all these years of everyone being like, "If you don't do it, you guys are crazy," because you and McGregor is perfect age and blah blah blah. It's just been nonstop, so it's it's gonna be awesome.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know if you're prepared for this question, but what do you think that we're gonna get? Like, what are you expecting to see from Kenobi?
0: Um, you know, it's kind of hard, so. I always thought to myself that this might be, like, when I thought of when they would reboot Obi-Wan or whether or not they would reboot, um, not reboot, I'm saying the wrong word, whether or not they would have a standalone Obi-Wan film or or TV series or whatever, I always kind of thought that this time period would be kind of boring, because he's supposed to just be, like, hermity and not doing too much. Um, That's not to say that there's just not like a whole other story that my little non-writer brain can't think of. But I wonder if we'll get a little bit of him, you know, kind of figuring out how to become a force ghost. Um, I know we get little glimpses of that in books um, with him meditating and talking to Qui-Gon, trying to figure out how to become a force ghost. I'm sure there's other little adventures that need to be had so this is this is 8 years after Return of the Jedi. And Rebels is how many years after?
1: It begins 15, so this is 7 years before Rebels.
0: Okay. So yeah, we're just in this like magical little period where anything could have happened, but that's that's what I envisioned for it. That's all I can really think of is him, you know, delving himself deeper into the Force and learning how to become a Force ghost like he would have asked him to.
1: I think that we're going to see Luke. I, I think love that. we're going to get like an 8-year-old kid who they're going to bring in to play Luke. Yeah. And because in episode 4 Luke knows of old Ben, like he knows that like the droid talks about being the property of Obi-Wan Kenobi and Luke is like, "Well, I'm wondering if he means old Ben." You know, like Obi-Wan has somewhat of a presence in luke's life he knows who he is it's not like he's just like some dude that's like watching over him with binoculars from the cliff you know like he's he knows who he is and he's at least been part of his life so i think that we're gonna get like a like i said like an eight-year-old luke which i think will be pretty cool
0: that would be really cool, especially if Obi Wan's just kind of like fostering like little hints here and there, like oh yeah, don't mess with that, like you should be over here meditating, yeah. like I don't know, like if we <laughs> just start like fostering those ideas young, and we didn't even realize.
1: Yeah, be cool. yeah. So, like you said, I mean, who knows what what could take place in that time? Uh, we do know that Obi Wan eventually runs into Ezra, so I think that's pretty cool. So he's not, he's not just like roasting marshmallows, you know. <laughs> so I think he'll he will have a cool story. And Ewan McGregor, I mean, you're going to watch it just because of that. You know, I was telling people at right. work, I feel like at this point in time, Ewan McGregor is just as well-known as Obi-Wan Kenobi as Alec Guinness
0: is. Right. It's, yeah, he's so iconic. It'll just be perfect. Whatever they do. I will be here for it. They can have seven episodes of him roasting marshmallows. I will watch it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. All right. And we still have no timetable for that. But I think it's going to be great whenever it happens. All right, Jesse. Here we go. Big news. What's next? What are we talking about now?
0: So we got a special look. Um, We got footage from The Rise of Skywalker. It's a trailer that they have also embedded with every piece of Star Wars, leading up to where we are now, that has just made me—it it gets me every single time. Mm-hmm. I get so emotional every time we see this trailer. It's—it's um, it's just everything. It's—it's yeah. it's the end. It's the end of the saga. It's the end of an era. I just can't believe it's happening now.
1: <laughs> Even just. Watching the trailer like weeks ago after D23 happened, you know, I know what happens in in what we got the sizzle reel I know what's what's coming and watching it like today preparing for the show It doesn't matter. I could watch that a million times and still get choked up because Star Wars has meant so much to so many of us for so long that when they have the music that they played with sort of like a recap of everything that we've gotten so far with the Skywalker saga. It it makes me choke up. It really does. It makes me so emotional. And this is something that they did for um, at San Diego Comic-Con a couple years ago, or I guess it was the first time I went, which was 15 years ago, 2004. It was when they released the name of Revenge of the Sith. So they did something similar, right? Like they showed episode, like footage from episode four, footage from episode five and six, and then one and two. And at this point, no one knew the name of episode three. So they, and the movie hadn't even come out yet. So they, they showed like behind the scenes stuff of like Ewan and Hayden fighting each other and, and things like that leading up to the end of the trailer, the end of the reel where they revealed the name of Revenge of the Sith. They revealed the name of the movie. And it was very similar to this, because, you know, this starts with footage from the original trilogy, goes into the prequels, and then slowly goes into the sequels, and then they finally start showing us, you know, more content from The Rise of Skywalker. And that just brings me home so much, and... Um, Yeah, I mean, I could watch this over and over and over again and not get sick of it.
0: I know, and it just brings it all together. I feel like I'm so used to sometimes thinking of them in, like, these separate installments, but it just reminds you, like, how long and how far we've come with this story, and it's. I just can't wait to see how they wrap it up.
1: Yeah, and the text. There is not a lot of text, but the text that we see in this um, sort of sizzle real thing says the story of a generation comes to an end So we know this is the final installment for the Skywalker saga not the final installment of Star Wars But the Skywalker saga, which is a series of nine films three trilogies So let's let's begin talking about what we get from episode nine one thing that I really noticed, and I think is one of the most iconic scenes from this trailer, and it's got people talking like crazy, is we get to see the fleet of Star Destroyers. And these are not First Order Star Destroyers. These are Imperial Star Destroyers. And so I feel like a lot of people are under the impression that we know Palpatine's coming back. We have all these Star Destroyers. Could this be Palpatine's like hidden fleet? That he is sort of kept in hiding, in secret, for the opportune time to come in and sort of obliterate his opposition. You know, he was dealt a blow. It's some odd decades later, three decades later, and now he's back. He's ready for vengeance, and we know about the Sith. They're patient, and they're all about timing so this could be his time to strike so what do you think about that do you think this is like a secret fleet or is this some kind of like vision you know we'll talk about visions because i feel like there's a lot that could be a vision in this but what do you think about the the star destroyers
0: gosh a vision didn't even cross my mind but that could that could be so true um yeah i mean palpatine we know he's a guy that plays the long game so i mean we've seen in the previous uh trailer that you know half of the death star is still laying around somewhere so i wouldn't put it past him that he's had all of these different chips and everything just ready to go for his inevitable return because i'm sure it's it's not a coincidence that he's back it wasn't a fluke it's something he's been planning for a long time from the beginning
1: right and we see that one scene of it looks like the resistance fleet kind of coming all together which is substantially smaller but it doesn't look like that's the same scene right they're coming out with like sun and it's almost like yellowish tones and then with the imperial fleet it's more like dark and blue and deep space type So it doesn't look like that's going to be a huge battle. Maybe there will be a battle, but it doesn't look like those two scenes are placed together.
0: No, I definitely agree with that. And all of the Resistance ships really gave me a lot of hope because I feel like that's vastly more ships than we saw them have at the end of The Last Jedi. So hopefully that means a few more people have come to their aid. They've recruited some more people to the cause, and they're actually ready to take the Emperor on.
1: Yeah. Well, we do know that Episode 9 is about a year after Episode 8. So, there could have been some more recruiting going on, you know. Ray's going to be a lot better trained. She has had some time to uh, work on her abilities and her powers, so I think that will show through in this episode. And, uh, like you said, maybe they've recruited some people, which would be pretty cool. Yeah,
0: and speaking of Ray, every. I mean, Ray is everything in this trailer, but um, <laughs> <laughs> literally everything. But I just kept noticing, like you said, she's going to be better trained. So she just already looks so much more confident with a lightsaber, even in that you know final battle in the Last Jedi with her and Kylo back to back fighting Praetorian guards. I feel like she already looks like she knows what she's doing a little more. She's not just right. you know screaming and swinging as hard as she can, like she's She's throwing and catching like a like a Vader move or lightsaber at what do you call them the little floaty droids that shoot you and you try not to get hit. Yeah. Um, well,
1: <laughs> that <laughs> almost droid. that almost looked like it was like on a rope, like it was on a string or something. Like she she launched it at that. That was a target for her. It wasn't it wasn't defense. Like when you go up against those training droids. As we see in episode four with Luke, like the point is deflection. That's the Jedi way. Defend yourself. It's not an offensive thing, you know? And so here we have Rey that's literally launching her lightsaber, taking down trees, specifically targeting one thing. And that is that, I don't know if it's, if it's, you said the training droid or some kind of target that she's literally just launching her saber at this is an offensive move and you can tell by her face when she catches the lightsaber that she's not happy and okay. so yeah i'm wondering and i had talked to a couple people about this like maybe some major character dies and she's pissed you know maybe, maybe. she's out for vengeance and she's ready to take things down. Ray's an interesting character, and I think she's the key to a lot of things in this movie.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, seeing her that angry and even looking back at past movies when she's fighting, she looks pretty angry most of the time. But seeing what we see, it wouldn't be surprising to me um, if she is getting a little dark sidey in her fighting style. Mm-hmm. But... um yeah
1: and uh the last jedi and i've talked about this before like she's she's not your typical jedi i mean she clearly draws from both sides i mean what we saw in her with her character in the battle with the praetorian guards i mean she literally like was audibly frustrated like she screams and she's angry, and that's not something that we typically see from the Jedi, right? When when you see Obi-Wan fight, or even Luke in, you know, Return of the Jedi, they're very calm. They're very composed. And, you know, granted, Rey hasn't had the same amount of training, or the same type of training, but she's she's definitely Bendu-like. I feel like she's like the one in the middle, you know?
0: I Yeah, I agree, and it just seems like all the things we see in this trailer could be getting her further to the to the state of balance yeah dipping your toe at both ends you know coming out stronger if things do work out for her then that would that would truly bring balance
1: yeah it looked at one point like there might be another super weapon right like it looked like some big laser was destroying a planet
0: yeah Definitely, do you, you think it be, was another super weapon,
1: or is that something else?
0: I'd say it looked very death starry level mm-hmm. weapon to me. There was hard damage um there's not many, many things that can make that large of a blast blaster fire, yeah, <laughs> for lack of a better word for it. Yeah, I don't know, new star killer base type deal. I don't know.
1: I I don't wanna continuously bring up visions, but to me this is gonna be a very internal like there's gonna be a lot of internal struggles in this. And there's gonna be a lot of like like mental force stories, I guess. Like I think kylo on one hand is gonna have a lot brought up from his past we know we're getting the knights of ren we know luke's been gone for a year we know snoke's gone with the return of palpatine could that bring forth more mental struggles for kylo and as tough as that is like i feel so bad for poor ben i mean he's he's got a tough struggle like he's you know he deals with a lot mentally and so I really hope that it's not going to be bad for him in this in this episode. But you know, with the return of Palpatine, I feel like he's going to be even he's going to be manipulated even more. And then with Rey, we know that she desperately wants to know who her parents are. We know that she has this strong connection through the Force with Kylo. Could that bring more visions into things, or more of like here's what you could be type stuff? I don't know but you know to me that could be that could be like with the big blast here's what could be had you joined kylo or had ben joined palpatine or whatever i don't know but we'll see
0: yeah and hearing you talk about kylo too it just made me think that i want things to go well for him too i'm very much rooting for kylo to tap back into the light side of the force that's always pulling at him yeah. and i kind of just want him to be the hero i feel like he's capable of it for sure but what a temptation right like his whole kind of goal and his whole motivation for being who he is and doing what he does is to be like his grandfather to be like vader and to get the opportunity to have you know training from his grandfather's master Um, to have the opportunity to serve under Palpatine, that might be... That will be extremely tempting for him. Right. Um, Even if he is on a path that might be taking him closer to the light side. That could just spiral him right back.
1: As the trailer begins to... To conclude, there is something that Palpatine says, or let's assume to be Palpatine, that says, your journey nears its end. And then we have like Vader breathing and so on and so forth. Do you think, let's just say that Palpatine comes back, but he's not in the flesh. Let's just say that, right? And we know the Sith can sort of attach their essence to items, objects, like holocrons or whatever. We know that's within their ability. They don't necessarily have, like, the.
0: Force Ghosty.
1: Right. But they, they sort <laughs> of attach themselves to objects. So let's just say maybe Palpatine could have attached himself to the second Death Star. Or what if, when electrocuting Vader, he passed on part of who he is to Vader's helmet and then now a part of him sort of resides in vader's helmet and that's something that we know that kylo has you know i don't know i mean i'm just trying to think like how could we get palpatine but not actually have palpatine you know what if palpatine is sort of manipulating kylo this whole time through vader's helmet or something like i don't know i think it's very interesting
0: That is definitely a possibility. That would be super wild if this whole time, you know, Luke and everyone has been suspecting the reason for his fall to be Snoke, you know, getting inside his head. But really, it's been Palpatine the whole time. But now that you've said that and we're talking about how Palpatine might might have come back. I was kind of doing a lot of rewatching of Rebels in different areas of Clone Wars where we've seen Palpatine. Use this same type of blue energy. It's it's his force lightning, but it's something more in a lot of other scenes. And before even getting into that, part of what I just was listening to him talk about in, I, I think it's the episode, it's one of the two episodes where they start delving into the world between worlds in mm-hmm. Rebels. Um, and he's talking about the significance of the world and how important it is. I think it's when he's talking to... Um, the he's like a minister named Hayden. Yep. Um, which I never realized that guy's name before, and I thought that was super fitting. Um, yeah. Kind of after Hayden Christensen. Right. Um, but he says something to him. I think I wrote down exactly what he said. He says, we must seize the power within, a conduit between the living and the dead. I wonder, too, if he can actually go beyond what we normally see for dark side characters being able to you know tie themselves to something what if getting into that world between worlds we know he was had some kind of a vision into that portal he was able to you know throw his fire like force energy at Ezra and Ahsoka through that so what if being able to tap into there into the world between worlds he actually did find a path between the living and the dead and he was able to find a way back through there.
1: Right. And we've seen with Ahsoka that you can literally just be pulled out of a situation and be totally fine. Um so let's just say Palpatine did figure out a way to go between the world between worlds and when Vader threw him down that shaft, I mean we see sort of like that blue energy, that blue fire that you were talking about, that blue substance what if that was palpatine's entrance to the world between worlds when death star 2 blows up palpatine's not even on it um oh my gosh. and he's totally fine that was one thing that kind of crossed into my mind maybe palpatine is alive and he's not there and that was his way through there and we saw in rebels in the rebels panel at celebration Uh, I think it was called Rebels Remembered, and Dave Filoni got up there and started talking about everything with Rebels, except there was one thing that he would really not expand upon, and that was the world between worlds. I think this has a bigger part to play than what we've seen in Rebels, and so I think here coming up with The Rise of Skywalker, this could be a way for Palpatine to have not died, and this could be his comeback.
0: I 100% agree and there's so much to do with this I I don't know what we want to call it his it's like force fire smoke lightning um, this blue energy that we see it's plastered all over the poster and then if you go back in the trailer and you listen to the music And kind of like the sound track that's behind Palpatine saying your journey's come to an end right before it flashes to dark ray. It's a noise. And I don't know if anyone knows what noise I'm talking about or if if you can find it, Eric, and and put it in here so people can hear what I'm talking about. Because I'm not going to try to mimic it. I'll be ridiculous. (laughs) Um, But it's like a very eerie, very distinct sound.
1: Yes, it's in.
0: And this sound pretty much shows up any other time Palpatine has used this blue, fiery-looking, smoky magic. Um, It shows the sound is in the background in Rebels when he's shooting that fiery substance at Ahsoka and Ezra. The sound is in the, this very trailer. It is, you can hear the sound as he's falling to the depths of the Death Star and you see his blue flames coming up back at Luke and Vader. And then there's another scene back away from Clone Wars from the, the Lost Missions, the one where Yoda is kind of on that mission and there's all those... I don't know what the episode is called. Forgive me. Where there's all those different characters with their like all the different faces.
1: Yeah, the Force priestesses.
0: Yes, Um, and he kind of starts coming in contact with Dooku and and Palpatine, who are doing this magic and this blue, flamey, fiery stuff. Kind of comes up again, and there's that sound. Is just it's just barely in the background, and I know I'm not crazy. So, (laughs) (laughs) but that all just just even deeper made me feel like that is whatever this power is whatever this energy force is it's just connecting and reconnecting in so many ways that have to do with portals and
1: so you think it's the world between worlds as well or do you think that that is something that palpatine possesses separate from the world between worlds
0: i think it's part of it i think it's a It's like, my guess would be that it's a force that kind of allows him to enter that in a different way than how Ezra entered it. He, like, you know, speaks all these, like, crazy tongues of old Sith magic, is how he describes it to Dooku in that episode of Clone Wars. And I think maybe they were doing it then without not necessarily knowing just how much they could affect and without knowing exactly how vast the world between worlds was. It's kind of hard to say in those lost missions exactly, you know, when that was. But but yeah, I I think it's part of it. I think it's maybe the way he enters the world between worlds or the way he's able to access it, if that makes sense.
1: Do you think if the world between worlds is how Palpatine was able to stay around all this time that that would be something that for people who had not seen rebels would be too confusing to add in for episode nine
0: no no because you can you can just say it you know like is time travel and portals too out of you know it's not it's not like something that you couldn't just say I was in the world between worlds. I found a way to, you know, to catch a portal from one timeline to another. Like, couldn't you just put a few sentences in that where it's kind of like the people who know will be like, oh my God, Rebels. And the people who don't will be like, (laughs) cool, a portal, time travel, got it. And like, move on, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't think it would be too big of a stretch. I think it'll just be far more exciting if you saw Rebels.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that is the way. I mean, I think if if we're going to have Palpatine return in the flesh as a character that did not die in the original trilogy, I think the world between worlds is the way to do it because well, at least that's what I'm assuming is going to happen if he returns in the flesh. If he doesn't, let's say he's attached himself to something as sort of like a Sith essence, and that's how he's going to be portrayed in Episode Nine. I think at that point he's either going to be attached to vader's helmet or he's going to be attached to the second death star so it just depends i mean i could be totally off and you know i probably am but who knows i think this might be a good time if you guys have thoughts on what you think palpatine's role will be in episode 9 we'd love to hear from you if you're somebody who's already looked up spoilers and has a decent idea of what might happen in episode 9 Please we don't re-
0: want to hear from you.
1: Yeah, please be respectful <laughs> to your fellow fans. This is all speculation right now. You know, so like I said, please be respectful to uh, the fans who want to remain surprised. But if you're totally unaware of spoilers that could be legit, then we want to hear what your thoughts are. And, and definitely, you know, message us or, or comment on our pages and stuff.
0: Yeah, we love a good fan theory, but we don't do leaks on the podcast or even for ourselves just reading online at home.
1: (laughs) Yeah. All right, let's talk about the end of this trailer. And holy crap, Jesse, we get (laughs) Dark Ray. And she just looks amazing. If they produce Dark Ray merchandise... (laughs) <laughs> I will buy all of it. I don't care. Everything, I will buy it. It doesn't matter how no. expensive it is. I'm saving up. I will get it. I love the look of Dark Ray, and I've said this for a while. Like, if Ray actually turns to the dark side, and if that is something that we see in Episode 9, I'm going to eat all that up. I love it.
0: I mean, as as everyone who listens to the show regularly knows, I'm not a dark sidey person. I just tend to be more interested in the light side characters. But I, even I couldn't deny like when I saw her and it was a complete shock to me because I hadn't every time I see anything that sounds, you know, spoilery or I know people had been circulating like dark gray. I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. I just kind of thought people were fan theorying. But when I saw that, I was just shocked and floored. And I'm so here for it because she looks so cool. And that's the lightsaber, whether she's lightside light side or dark side that I've been wanting her to have from the beginning. Cause she is so talented with her, you know, staff that she's been using all these years on Jakku. So to me, that is like the perfect lightsaber for her, that double bladed. Yeah. Saber.
1: And people, I saw people like online or on Twitter or whatever. They're like, I've never seen that lightsaber before. I don't understand how you could have like a lightsaber that hinges like that and becomes double blade. One, If you haven't seen it before, who cares? This is something new and it's cool. Two, (laughs) we've seen it with Pong Krell in Clone Wars, the Besalisk in Season 4. He's got two double-bladed lightsabers and they both fold in half like that. And three, the Jedi Temple Guards have lightsabers like that and we see that in the animated shows as well. So we have seen it before. It is a thing and it's awesome. (laughs)
0: I guess. It is awesome. I saw, um, I think Mark Hamill is who I saw that retweeted it. It was kind of funny. (laughs) It was when she, when she like flips it out to be just one long double bladed lightsaber, (laughs) like a bunch of other like Swiss army like blades like popped out with it. And I just thought that was funny. Um, But I'm, I'm so here for it. It was So, so cool. And I want to see her fight with it folded also, because that would be super interesting to me.
1: Yeah. And did you notice that the blade is unstable? Like, it looks like Kylo's blade. Ooh. Watch it. Like, it's got that flickering effect. It does not, it's not a stable blade.
0: I didn't notice that. (gasps) Yeah. Oh, my God, It is. It is. That is so cool so she took a page out of kylo's book
1: but here's here's the thing though like if this is a vision this could be kylo getting into her mind and being like this could be what you could become we know that kylo is an expert Mm -hmm. at telepathic intrusion he can enter people's minds at ease now granted he's had some issues getting into ray's mind She's strong enough to sort of repel him, but at the same time, they now have this connection that I feel like we saw in The Last Jedi. Maybe Kylo's going to have a breakthrough. Maybe he can get into Rey's mind and see what's in there or manipulate her in some way or whatever. Or maybe this is Palpatine or maybe this is something where Rey goes back to her little dark side cave thing from The Last Jedi and she has another sort of vision of what could be or maybe, I don't know. I have no idea, but I'm not yeah. sure if this is something like Dark Side Ray, I don't know if that's something that we'll actually get to see for any length of time in the film. If I was to put my bets on it right now, this is something we'll see for a couple minutes and that's it.
0: I mean, I was totally totally the opposite about this until you pointed out that her blade is unstable and very Kylo esque. Now that has me thinking about a thousand other things, but I also could see it being like a fear, a vision of her own fears. Maybe Palpatine getting inside her head like he was trying to get inside Luke's head, just kind of being like, oh, I see how you fight. You're definitely using the dark side. And then maybe she realizes what she's doing, gets a little scared and starts you know, having nightmares about it or starts having visions of, of the fear of what she could become. And, and the only dark side lightsaber she's ever seen is Kylo's so maybe mm-hmm. she just in her mind that's that's what it looks like. but but before you came up with that, which I think is super plausible, I really felt that just by watching her fighting style over the past couple movies that that she, there's a very good possibility that she could fall to the to the dark side because it seems to me that she is using at least her anger and her emotions when she fights, which is a dark side tactic
1: and if that happens oh my god like i am so excited (laughs) for it yeah
0: yeah i would love for them to flip i i just for me at this point there's been so much star wars that i start thinking to myself you know what's left to be done i mean there's a lot but if you just are thinking about what's been done is you know you've got Farm boy Luke, who's just pure the whole time, never wavers, never falters until, you know, we see him in episode eight. Um, But throughout his, you know, trilogy, he never wavered and and he just he wins the day. So uh, to me, Ben there done that, you know, Um, it would be more interesting to me to see Ray kind of fall and struggle with it and see Kylo kind of, you know, flip the script and be the one to, to kind of start bringing in the light side and, and have that coming more from him. So it's kind of like process of elimination, like what have we not done? What are the possibilities of things that we could see that haven't already been done? So I think that's why I think I'm personally leaning more to the side that it might actually be dark side Ray, even if it only, even if she ends up falling back to the light side in the end, I think there's a good possibility that she could actually spend a little time as as a dark side character.
1: I think so far we've been given more clues with Kylo than we have with Rey. We know Kylo's parentage. We know Kylo wants to be like Vader. We know Kylo is now the supreme leader of the First Order because he took out Snoke. And typically, what's the way of the Sith? You take out your master, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Kylo has told Rey that she's no one. He's asked her to join him, which is very Sith-like. Kylo's killed his own father, which is very Sith-like. However, he's being pulled toward the light, which is not something that we typically get when you think of dark side characters. A lot of times we've seen people being pulled toward the darkness, but not so much the light. So I think that's different. That's different than Vader. Yeah. He's got this connection with Rey, and I think if anyone's going to be able to to balance him out, it's going to be Rey. We've seen him take out his father but not his mother he could have pushed that button to take her out he knew she was there he didn't do it so there's a lot of good in kylo there's a lot of good in ben and which way will ben go i mean ray's a little bit more of a question mark we don't know we don't have as much backstory on her
0: right And I always, when it comes to Kylo, think about how the way the Jedi talk about the dark side and talk about like falling to the dark side. Like it's something that's easy and you have to work really hard to be on the light and restrain from temptation and don't take the easy path. You know, they say a lot that the dark side is kind of like the easy path, um, quick, quick power, quick ways to get get ahead in the force. But we see that it's it's hard for him. It's hard for Kylo. It's something that he struggles with. So how strong in the light, you know, that he feels this pull, how long can he really stay away from what is clearly a big part of him, which is the light side of the Force. Yeah. Oh,
1: my know. gosh. Because well, for all
0: that they say that it's easy, he f- seems to, like, struggle to stay there.
1: Yeah. We will get a ton of info, and we'll get results finally come December, but for now, I think it's pretty fun to speculate. Um, The Sith Troopers, again, kind of a mystery. They're sort of a a combination of what look like clones, First Order Troopers, and Praetorian Guards. I actually pre-ordered my hot toy today, so I'm getting a six scale uh, Sith Trooper, which I'm very excited about. Actually, yesterday I did it. I got a coupon from Sideshow, so that just sealed the deal for me um nice. yeah so very excited about that there's a ton coming up with episode nine and we're gonna get even more as we get closer so tickets will probably go on sale for the film next month that would be my guess and also triple force friday is coming up in october as well so we are we're gearing up right we're we're pulling the arrow back and we're ready to fire so i'm so excited and i cannot wait to continue on throughout the remainder of the year and into early next year with star wars stuff so jesse it's been great talking to you about everything that we got at d23 uh, all the trailers the new exciting star wars things that we're going to get over the next six months so yeah looking forward to it all right before we go jesse where can people find us on social media
0: You guys can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under the handle at Twinsons Outpost.
1: All right. And if you're looking for a place to listen to us, you can find us on our website, which is www.twinsonsoutpost.com. Click on the podcast tab on the left-hand side, and you'll see all of our episodes there. You can also find us on the Star Wars podcast app through the Google Play Store and on iTunes.
0: And if you like our show, you think we're pretty wizard, we would really appreciate if you gave us a good review on any of our platforms.
1: Thank you so much for listening to episode 148 of Twin Suns Transmissions. We'll be back in a couple weeks, and may the Force be with you. Hi, this is Vanessa Marshall, Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels. You've been listening to Twin Suns Transmission, an exciting show where sand gets everywhere. Thank you for listening to this presentation of the Twin Sons Podcast Network. May the Force be with you always.
0: Air Master Tatooine. it's controlled by the Hut.
1: Rendezvous point on Halloween.
0: This time doing my own thing.